Hello and welcome to this episode of Sligo Sounds Podcast. This episode, I talk to Michael Conifer. Michael is an established songwriter who plays bass with such bands as Odd Sox, Old Hannah and The Wranglers. Odd Sox's song, Gotta Get That Feeling, with vocals by Michael, features in this episode, along with an amazing cover of Talking Heads' This Must Be The Place at the end of the interview. So, here we go. Michael Connery from the Odd Sox. How are you today? Very good, Stephen. All right, that's that's serious. Okay, Michael, how long have you actually been playing music for? 15, 17 years. Since I was 13, I suppose I started playing guitar. And then, yeah, just through friends and everyone kind of jamming together, I suppose, when we we were younger, I somehow managed to uh, get hauled in on bass duties in a band that turned out to be the Odd Sox. And, uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. Yeah. Was it originally called the Odd Sox? It was, yeah. Well, it was called Odd Sox Revival. Yeah. Before that was the Odyssey. Covers, originals? Covers, yeah. They were doing a lot of Smashing Pumpkins and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) When did you actually start playing, like, well, well, I guess, were you playing guitar first? Yeah, I started out in guitar. And, um, yeah. You you got guitar lessons? Yeah. um, What age were you? 13. Okay. Yeah. So it was the same. Yeah. 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 Uh, started out. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that's another question in, in terms of the original music. I guess you need someone that, that you can trust in that kind of thing that can hear yeah. the atmosphere or the feeling behind the songs. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's great to have that trust, especially if you're in two, two separate bands yeah. and being able to kind of do that over the studio thing. How would you describe the Odd Sox music? Yeah, I suppose it is kind of hard to pigeonhole anything into that genre. It's it's very bluesy based, rock rock based because we grew up on that. It's mm. massive influence of ours as well as like the band and like other kind of folky harmony stuff as well. I would probably say funk, rock, pop mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's changed over the the course of? The albums that you've put out. Oh yeah, well, yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to our first our first EP, East of Jacksonville, and compare it to uh, our our latest release, The Sound of the City, it's it's uh, yeah, it's like black and white. <laughs> and what, what? How how do you think that changed? I mean, how is that just more playing together, or is it that you're listening to more different genres, or is yeah. it because you're getting older that yeah. you kind of? hone in on that kind of specific I suppose it's, it's a, sound it's, it's a little bit of everything that you mentioned there mm. where uh, you do kind of start listening you start branching out to newer things as you get older and you you start listening to different genres different styles of music different players and as if if you're obsessed like I am with the, how people do things and why people do certain things then you start trying to do those kind of things yourself like uh, for example like leaving a little bit of space where it's in you know in in between the beat and not trying to overplay everything and mm. letting things breathe and have a natural dynamic which is very much the the main feeling that i get off the the, the new album the mm. newer stuff is more groove based yeah groovy kind of funky rock <laughs> <laughs> Groovy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I, I don't. I, yeah, I hate. I hate asking you like, to hold the genres. No, no, but it's it, interesting it is, because it I, is just yeah. Because I mean, you know, it, from from as you said, the first album, rock, 
bass. Yeah. You can, can kind of hear that southern rock, yeah. 70s rock, I would define it. Yeah, um, sure. But maybe that's that, That's just what I picked out of it. You know, that kind of way. But even the new stuff, I mean, it's got everything from, I mean, the harmonies uh, to even the, the main vocals are a melody in itself. Yeah. You, you know, like, you can even, it just sounds great. And as you said, it's about, there's a, there is a lot of space in the tracks, but it is, there's enough space to breathe. Yeah. You know, the kind of groove, as you said. The, yeah, the groove genre. <laughs> <laughs> just as, uh, it does. It does kind of make you concentrate a bit more in listening in the track rather than yeah. to the track. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it's uh, a lot to do with awareness. I think it's the older you get, the more picky you. you mm. Well, I seem to be getting with where I place notes and stuff like that. Without sounding, without yeah. sounding pretentious, like, no, but it no, is no, uh, yeah. more decorating the music rather than punching a hole through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. which. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I love that as well. Like, but I, I suppose, yeah, uh, it's just the the moment that we're in at the minute is that style, mm. and it's very selective. It's mm. very um, groove based. Groove based. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as you said, like it's not as if we've turned away from what we've learned before. Mm. When we were growing up, we've just brought what we think is the best elements that will fit with the new mm. ideas that we want to bring into it, and try to amalgamate that together. Uh, especially with the the word, with the help of uh, Rian mm. produced it like his instrumentation mm. is is immense. It's just it's amazing for tones, for just choice of instrument. Where in your musical chart you're going to be playing, structurally, rhythmically, everything is just he's just yeah he's a genius. Yeah. So when you when you actually do go to the studio, like let's say how how many songs off the new album Sound of the City? What did you have done? We had let's say half the album done. Okay. We had a few tunes that we were sitting on for three years, and we it, it took a lot longer for us to actually put out the album than we than we actually thought. Sometimes these things happen, yeah. and um, we yeah we we had four. We had got to get that feeling. Could have been good to you. Somebody's got to do it. And what you try and although we did kind of rewrite that in the studio as well, a few times. Uh, <laughs> we wrote Birth of the Cool" in in the studio. Okay, was that out of actually? kind of laying down tracks for the other songs and or was it just that it came out out of the ether in that kind of sense where it was I suppose we needed another track mm. and Anthony had been playing around an idea and I had this other kind of bass idea we just kind of shoehorned it in there and made it work and it actually is in my opinion the best sounding track on the album mm. it's actually worked so well uh, together but um, in terms of any yeah there was, there was a few others uh, so like I want to know just like you saying things were all ideas that Anthony had and Luke had so they, they basically just send on the track and they're just it's just a voice and a guitar you know mm. and it's just that's that's what it is and then um, it's great because you can bring it to someone like Rian and he'll just develop it like this I remember for saying things and just like you specifically it was me and Danny Rian in the studio trying to work out what the hell are we going to do here to make this into a track mm. like what does this need what does it not need more importantly and uh, I suppose as I was, like just like you is probably a really good example of the mm. space that I was talking about earlier where it's very groovy uh, and it's uh, it just kind of breathes and then saying things is just mad different to everything it's just mm. a very distinctive structure where it's not a, exactly like a, a as straightforward as like a verse chorus bridge kind of style it's um yeah, it just kind of goes off in a different direction mm. than is expected. Um, and then, yeah, we, me and Danny just laid down the, the drums and the bass. 
the lads were actually Luke and Anthony were actually playing a gig at the time and they came in later at about 11 or 12 at night or something mm. uh, one of those late nights yeah. in the studio and they were delighted and then Rian was delighted and everyone was happy and then Rian went and just put loads of crazy crazy ass synths on it and like loads of arpeggiators and stuff like yeah. that a whole lot cool stuff <laughs> yeah well, so in ter- just you were saying about it facts wise is it hard to recreate the album live that is a uh, uh, definitely uh, yeah that, that was that was tough <laughs> uh, there are there are some things like especially with the the arpeggiator on on saying things it's very unless you're playing with a click unless the drummer is playing with a click mm. it's it's extremely difficult to trigger that in time where it's going dick, 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 dick. Mm. it has to be on time or it doesn't work it just it pulls everything asunder yeah. and um then there's other things like danny has a, a drum pad there where he um has this 808 snare uh sound which which he plays on what you're trying on the chorus mm. which he kind of backs up with his acoustic snare as well at the same time and then actually going back to saying things again sorry it's the the whole intro the whole kind of seagull-esque mm. beachy intro um, how did you? How did you end up? How did you do that? Uh, I have no idea because I wasn't there at the time. I remember I was working, yeah. and I had to. The, the lads were all in the studio. Yeah, I, I kept looking at my phone every five minutes because it was, you know, it's like, what are you up to now? What are you up to? And they were like, oh no, you wouldn't like it, man. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they were just driving me nuts, and eventually I got out there and I just heard this intro, and I was just yeah, blown away. Mm-hmm. It was like. I um yeah I'm not I'm not quite sure how we did it I think it was on an Odyssey arc or something something very magical anyway you don't even know how you did it. So <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> so, um is it hard like you're you're talking about producing wise it, it does it feel that there's a another member of the band when you're actually recording something like that and also is it hard to let someone else that's not in the band to kind of take a track, possibly pull it apart or change the face of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Is that difficult? Yes and no. It's um depends on who it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course you, you've vested a lot of interest in the in these tracks and you're very proud of them and everything else. And you kinda of have to leave your, your pride at the door when you do go into a studio, especially working with a producer where you're like you have to be prepared mm. for these people to try and get the best out of your music. So you can't get hurt feelings. You can't get upset, you know, because it it is for you know the the greater good, as they say. And yeah, uh, yeah but that it, saying that saying that that's not as easy as you know yeah. as it sounds. Like mm-hmm. it's and everyone has their own ideas, and everyone knows they're right, and only one of those ideas can be picked, and the best idea is picked. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's. Yeah, it's just uh, you just kind of get used to it then. Does it feel like there's another member of the band? Yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 going back, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. It's great, actually. It's so refreshing having having you know freshens everything up. Mm -hmm. Like the yeah, the new album is just great. It's just um, so invigorating, Um, especially when you're sitting on tracks for two to three years and you've rewritten them. Like somebody's got to do it. We probably rewrote three or four times. Like we had a mad intro. Mad harmonized vocal intro mm. going into it. Uh, when back when we released uh, Something's Going On EP, mm. we had it written then. That was probably the oldest, either that or it could have been good to you, but it's completely different. Mm. And 
we get frustrated with it. We start playing playing it at a couple of gigs, and then we're like, mm, it's not kind of having the kind of impact that we thought it would. Um, we'd rewrite it, and then we'd get nervy about it again. And uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's an ongoing cycle, and it's just great that someone could step in and say, no, that sounds great. What are you worrying about? And just mm. breaks up that cycle and puts gives you peace of mind. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's That's just cool. lay it down. Like, and uh, then they also put their own stamp on it where uh yeah it just gives it a little bit it makes it a little bit more uh different to the extent where you, you can actually enjoy the track again which is great because there's someone else there someone else's ideas Ooh, we used to say with a little smile the best part of the day morning was our time you bring me cigarettes and bacon make everything all right i gotta get that feeling if only for a little while Ooh, can you tell me this honey give up your night Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, it is a productive thing, you know. Like, yeah. But it, it is only an opinion. But as you said about keeping the kind of ego out the door. Yeah, exactly. Know, it, yeah. it is. It is. At the end of the day, it's just about making that and finishing that kind of yeah. song. That that idea. Yeah. The yeah. best. The best way is the way that you know. It's it's the end result, really. You know. Exactly. Yeah. If everybody's happy with that, and that's great. And I was gonna I was gonna ask you about. I want to know. All right. Yeah. Um. What's the story behind that? Like, is there any story? Did you write the lyrics? Uh, no, that would that would have been uh, Anthony. Okay. Um, that was a song that was knocking around for years as well, but it was in two different bits, two or three different bits, and it was just um, different ideas that uh, Anthony had been uh, sending around, and um, yeah, I suppose that was partially written in the studio as well, where he just kind of he pulled it together, mm. and we just came up with a harmony thing for it and um so yeah it's just beautiful and then uh this is well just going back to the point that we're talking about there mm. having a producer there and the extra the kind of phantom member of the mm. band um he just decorated with this heartbeat kind of beat mm. um and loads of washy kind of synths just kind of nice soft synths and uh more seagulls 
yeah. beach noises. It is. So. It is. It is very. Uh, it's very. In my opinion, it's very different from a lot of the other stuff. Especially the rest of the album is very driving, and there, it seems that it's very. There's a lot of oomph in it. Yeah. As in, like, there's a lot of groove. Which yeah. is the new word. Every, <laughs> yeah. But that one definitely seems like it's 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 a kind of a. It's a lighter tone to it. Did you um, uh, mean to do that? Yeah, I think it was supposed to, like, it was just something to break out of, I suppose, a trend that we haven't, we, we were going on in the album. I suppose it was quite mm. intentional to just have a harmony based thing, uh, just voices and not much else, you know, because mm. it's nice doing a stripped back thing like that because it kind of, as you're saying, it takes people by surprise. Yeah. The only place we could put it on the album in terms of track listing was at the end yeah it, I think it was, there was no other place you can really put it because yeah. it does resolve it in a sense you know it's, a, it's a nice way to, to rest the album you know like just yeah. at the end it's a nice it is about the vocals yeah more or less you know like I mean which a lot, a lot of the other tracks that you would be doing just my opinion that it would be obviously the, the guitars bass and the vocals but yeah. the fact that there's barely any any guitar on it is there I don't know uh, no, no drums either. There's just that tiny little, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a change. Which is great. Like it is. It's a nice. How how did you come up with the vocals and it, the the fact that you were singing it and it's Mannion's lyrics. Yeah. How does that work? Well, actually, funnily enough, it was we had, we had a whole plan to get a in a female vocalist to actually sing the lead on it, but whatever happened, we couldn't get anyone um, that were uh, who was available at the time. Yeah, we had asked around, but. Um, kind of came up to it and Anthony was like uh, he, he just was like can you sing it and I was like oh uh, yeah okay grand and kind of went through it and then put the take down in like a couple hours so I didn't really have much time to it just just yeah it didn't have really much uh, didn't have much time really to uh, to uh, practice it but um, yeah it was great I knew it so well anyway at that time that um, yeah yeah and uh, in, in terms of the harmony harmony structure and that, that that was all we kind of worked that out ourselves it was, it was like Anthony has ideas you know where he, he already knows what it, it it has to sound like or mm. how he wants it to sound especially with the chordal jump at the end <clears throat> and all that um, yeah the lyrics in a way actually are very uh, reflective of what we've been doing in Dublin for the last seven years seven to eight years I like mm. kind of and like the sound of the it, it reflects the first line of the song is the sound of the city and that's why we call the album that is because we've been living in this big city well a small city in a global sense but mm. big enough in Ireland like and uh, yeah and it's just actually dealing with that and trying to you know fit into that city kind of life and it's a lot faster than what we were used to mm. And yeah, I suppose that that's what Anthony was talking about ly- lyrically in mm. in the song, and that was kind of tied up everything in terms of the, the overall sound of the album. It's supposed to sound a little bit more urbanized, a little bit more uh, neon. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, with the synths and all that kind of well, stuff. Now that you've mentioned that, and for for people that will listen to it after this, now that you say that, that actually just makes me think that that last track is very reflective of pretty much the album. Yeah. In general. That yeah. Last yeah. Track, the, the I want to know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it does. It does suit the end. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 yeah that's yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, that's great. Um. Who's your favorite musician? Uh Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard to nail anyone down. I think like one of my biggest influences ever was Shame You're Loud. Actually, going you know, uh, going to see his gigs in Furies and. And Roy Gallagher Festival and stuff mm. like that. It's amazing, amazing musician, amazing voice, guitarist, fiddle player, everything. He's just, yeah, it's a bit of a, bit phenomenal. But now in terms of influences and stuff like that, like yeah. uh, someone I really admire at the minute would be Anderson Pack. I love that new stuff. It's it's an amazing album, um, and actually does a really good representation of how good a musician he is when on. Uh, NPR do this tiny desk concert um, and uh, it's like a 15 minute 15 minutes of just four lads mm-hmm. and they're just playing to a crowd of like 10 people uh, and he is just phenomenal it's just amazing voice and he's drumming as well at the same time he's just coming and pulling out these beats out of nowhere it's just yeah amazing cool yeah um, who would you like to compose a song with uh, past or present as in Phil in it I suppose just because I grew up listening to it. David Bowie actually is another one as well um, if there was one thing you could change about music what would it be Oy, uh, <clears throat> what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> like well, what do you think it is <laughs> I suppose as an industry kind of question I suppose where it's where I don't understand it like what we yeah I think more music should be well like this day and age now it's music is so accessible to everyone which is great obviously like there's the whole royalties and rights issues that surround that at the minute is uh, unjustifiable to be honest um or musicians are pro- probably aren't getting paid enough. Mm. In fact, they aren't. I know they're not getting paid enough uh, for the amount that we slog and mm. work hard at, at our craft. And but look, that's that's what you kind of take up whenever you do decide to play, which shouldn't put you off. No. It <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one thing you can't live without? Uh, not, not even music, just whatever. Probably. Yeah, I don't know, music. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, if I didn't have music, I'd go crazy. And Ventos. And Ventos. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, my next question was, do you think the internet <clears throat> is a blessing or a curse for a musician? I uh, I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a both. It's a bit of, a bit of both because it's, um, it's super easy to get your music out there and get people listening to it um, at the minute, but at the same time, just... There's a lot of music out there at the minute and there's a lot of saturation. There's a lot of stuff where it's it's probably the most difficult time ever to actually make a, make any sort of success out of music, especially when you're an independent artist, you know, and uh, where record companies wouldn't necessarily be backing people like they were in the 90s, the 80s and 90s. And, and obviously, yeah, it goes back to the royalties and stuff like that. There's a lot of piracy around in this. But... At the end of the day, it kind of comes down to whether you want people to listen to your music and you kind of have to take 
the good with the bad where you, you need to put it out there and you need to just take it on the chin and mm. you know and be like I'd be much happier if everyone just heard my music than uh, worrying about getting the pennies in the post you know yeah. I guess that's why you start out yeah well, most musicians do that for yeah just because I don't know it's one of those things can't be heard in a crowd so you try and make as much noise as possible yeah 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 <laughs> exactly yeah sending it to everyone shameless self-promotion mm-hmm. which is another <laughs> thing as well like uh, Facebook and Twitter and all these kind of uh, sites enable you to put the word out there mm. easier as well you know so yeah it's pretty pretty good what one thing could you advise um, a beginner uh, a beginner musician um, what would you advise them on pretty much everything like as an exposure as in how to perform how to how, how do you go about doing that what what would you advise them in terms of that well first off is learn the songs you want to play don't lose sight of what you want to do because that's the hardest thing I, I remember picking up the guitar first I put it straight down because I wasn't playing the stuff that I wanted to play mm. the music that I was singing to myself was like yeah that that's extremely important because you're never going to enjoy it if it becomes a chore or anything like that you have to play for the love of it as cheesy as that sounds yeah you have to enjoy it it's a term it's it's a form of meditation in a way if you're enjoying flutering around on the guitar there for a couple hours or whatever it just takes your mind elsewhere and you just com- a complete relaxation yeah and I, I suppose after that then mm. yeah just find find somewhere who'll put on gigs for you or who will just just keep keep going you will get rejected at first you will there will be a lot of heartache and a lot mm. of tears and you just you just have to keep at it it's there's no easy way around it it's uh it's tough, like, it's, mm. but yeah, and just get out gigging. First, get your guitar. Second, get out gigging. Start playing with your mates. Put a band together. Go gigging, and the gigging is the best form of practice I find as well. Because mm. once you're under the cush, then pressure's on, and it's a good pressure though. It's a good pressure because it pushes you. Mm. You'll improve drastically. It's amazing. That's really what pushed me on. Is I get so nervous going on stage first, like extremely nervous, which would have lent to. I suppose I had a bit of a fear of kind of singing in front of people and stuff like that. And actually people looking at me and, you know, being singled out in a sense, I was quite shy when I was younger and uh, actually was so beneficial for actually come overcoming my shyness and kind of me coming out of my shell, mm. learning to play, learning to, you, you, once you kind of bypass that, you learn to start entertaining. Once you see people responding to what you're doing, then you will buzz off that, you know, they're buzzing off it. Mm. And, um, yeah, you, you just the more you do it, the more addictive it becomes. And yeah, I suppose after that, then keep playing, put an album together. I guess in terms of recording nowadays, is that you actually do have access to so many different apps. And I mean, your yeah. phone is pretty much everything yeah. that I wish that I had back when I was 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. And you can just instantly upload it. So I mean, it's kind of, you know, there's yeah. instant reaction to what you just did. Yeah, which I think is a big change compared to I mean back as you were saying when you were 13, 14, 15 gigging now there's probably more photos of you guys playing than probably recordings of you I don't like is there many recordings of you actually uh, from back yeah. back in the day uh, there is actually I think there's um, there's one at the Grange Music Festival there's one or two but Jesus mm. yeah no, it'd be like, it wouldn't be that many now at all yeah. but there are some there yeah yeah. yeah. Is, is that a good thing or a bad thing oh, I'd love to see them yeah. you know I'd I yeah, Jesus yeah, be good fun like. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what I asked about beginner musicians, what would you say to a younger Michael Conifery? Uh, um, as in, what one bit of advice would you would you give Conifery Junior? Just don't be afraid. Basically, yeah. Don't just do what you want to do. <laughs> don't don't ever shy away from it. Which is easier said than done. Yeah, and was easier said than done. <laughs> don't be afraid. I like that. What's the best advice you've been given by another musician? I think it was Glenn Garrett told me to uh, break up the notes on the bass. Probably the best advice ever. It was actually. Um, Lift off my left hand after I play a note. So instead of going boom, 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 go boom, 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 just to drive it a bit more, get some more percussion. Yeah, I don't know why that came. That came straight to me there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think makes Sligo such a great scene for music and I, arts and all that? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's just a community thing. People are want entertainment. They love it. They there's a massive appreciation for it here. It's uh, so lucky. Like there's other other places in the world that are starved of the talents and you know uh we're yeah we're just such so many great bands so many great musicians you know spoiled spoiled rotten Mm. i don't know what it is though i don't don't know why that is maybe it's i don't know the state of affairs at the minute that people have a lot more time in their hands or is it just people love to play music people love expressing themselves artistically yeah it's yeah it's a funny one it's it's a rarity Mm. even in Ireland like it's a very musical country but um, yeah it's very very condensed here it's great yeah and like even even as you said I, I think your year when you were in school a lot of musicians in that as well a lot of musicians yeah yeah it would have um, yeah so obviously Luke Anthony Owen then um, yeah there was the side up lads Shane and Eddie were in the same year and we were all kind of hanging around we were all kind of there was loads of bands that were coming out of the tra- uh, trades club days like everyone was in a band it was like yeah. our clique was bands mm. and music and jamming like, it's great to have <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's just that that generation just yeah I suppose not a lot of those bands are around now at the minute but um, it's amazing yeah who would you most like to perform with live wise Sam Cook, amazing that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> Just incredible energy. Mm. Yeah, one of my favourite all-time singers. We're getting close to the end. What is the most important question you can ask yourself as a musician? Am I doing enough? Uh, I am, I'm always in my own head. I'm always like, like oh, I'm not practising enough. I need to practise more. And <laughs> I need to write more. Putting myself under unnecessary pressure. Probably not being as productive as I could be because I'm just thinking of overthinking things. And Yeah. Always questioning myself. I think a lot of people are. A lot of people in music do, which pushes you. It does push you, but okay. it also is a hindrance at the same time. I guess that that is pretty much being a musician, though. In general, is that you do constantly annoy yourself. Yeah. To yeah. Get up in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of every interview I'm doing, I've been writing down bits and pieces, right? Just of different lines that you've you've said. So it's going to be. The name of the actual podcast episode. So I've written down Groove, <laughs> Don't Be Afraid, and Sam Cook. Cool. So which one do you want to call the episode? That's going to have to be Groove, isn't it? Groove. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so one more thing. Um, in the future, what have you got planned? So, um, basically, I'm trying to figure that out now myself. I'm kind of uh, 31 now, so I'm trying to figure out, I, I suppose... I want, I want to open a studio one day, you know, so I'm currently trying to uh, bulldoze my way into a studio somehow and get some sort of experience, because I did that in college, you know, and mm. I, kind of, 
that is what I've always wanted to do all my life and um, as well as being, obviously playing music but I want to you know write music and work with other musicians and see how other musicians work see mm. how their mind works and how to yeah so I, I that that's what it is I just have to figure out how to do it and not be afraid <laughs> <laughs> and still do the art socks obviously yeah. oh uh, yeah of yeah. course yeah 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 definitely uh, hopefully yeah but the old Hannah gig last night was was a hell of a lot of fun it was yeah it was great um so hopefully a lot more of those come up as I said, yeah, their new their new album is amazing. That's going to be coming out soon, so um, should be a few more uh, opportunities for people to see that. Uh, yeah, a few other things. I probably maybe look at setting up something of my own. You know, like I'd like to finally just sit down, take a couple of weeks off, and actually sit down and put an album together myself. Mm. Uh, just find that motivation and just do it and see exactly how for myself, just how you know how how far I can push myself. Mm. I suppose. Yeah, so solo album. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much. No problem. Mr. Conifer. Thanks, David. Yeah, Cheers. I would just like to thank Michael for being on this episode. You can find links to all his music below. Finally, here is Michael performing a wonderful cover of Talking Heads, This Must Be The Place. Hope you enjoy and don't forget to leave your comments below. Until next time, I'm Stephen Cahaney and you have been listening to Sligo Sands Podcast. Home is where I want to be Pick me up and turn me round I feel numb Born as a weak heart I guess I must be having fun The less we say about it the Make it up as we go along Feet on the ground Head in the sky It's okay I know nothing's wrong Nothing
Oh